Hey church family, welcome back to another Leroy UMC podcast. This past week we had our annual VBS Sunday where we got to sing and dance and worship with the VBS kids. We had a wonderful week learning about God. The sermon was a great one for kids and adults alike, talking about bullies being like weeds in a field. Let's send it over to Pastor Matami for this week's sermon. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. So, more truths about me. Like most of you, I love flowers. When I was younger, I tried to have a flower garden but it seemed that the only things that I could ever get to grow were either wildflowers or weeds. When my husband and I bought our home, I I tried planting several bushes and flowers at the corners of our lot. We decorated it all nice with the wooden posts and and the pieces coming down to the ground from that, and we... We put down the black paper that's supposed to keep the weeds out. Supposed to being the keywords there. We put in that decorative river rock, added a nice little column that had one of those pretty glass balls on it, and it looked really nice for a while at least. It didn't take long for that glass ball to mysteriously get broken, and after replacing it, and getting broken the second time, I didn't bother replacing it again. The flowers came up sporadically. The butterfly bush that I planted eventually died. The rows of Sharon bushes that I had on either side of the front porch eventually died. But one somehow mysteriously decided to grow in the front corner. The only flowers that seem to bloom that have come back year after year are the flocks that I planted in the backyard. At the back of the house, next to the deck, there was also this nice little flower garden. I had tulips and bleeding hearts, as well as my favorite, tiger lilies. I also made the mistake of planting something that a friend gave me and it eventually took over and choked everything else out, except the weeds, of course. Our very first spring at the house, I talked my husband into planting a garden. Did I mention I'm not much of a gardener? Not much for pulling weeds? Well, as you can probably guess, I was in the garden tending to my various different pepper plants, the sweet corn, radishes, okra, And of course, those tomatoes and onions for my husband. Pulling weeds and such. And that's when I found out the hard way that I was not only allergic to the tomato fruit, but also to the tomato plant. Needless to say, Fred had to take over the garden. And it's probably also needless to say that it's probably the first and last garden we ever had. If you're a farmer or a gardener, at least a better one than I ever was, you know the importance of sowing good seeds, placing them in perfect rows 
and in specific areas so that they will sprout and grow and become what they are meant to become. Corn, soybeans, flowers, vegetables, and so forth. Our scripture today says a lot about planting, gardening, and harvesting. Reading today from the Common English Bible, I'm turning to Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 through 30, where we find the parable of the weeds, which reads, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like someone who planted good seed in his field. While people were sleeping, an enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat and went away. When the stalks sprouted and bore grain, then the weeds also appeared. The servants of the landowner came and said to him, Master, didn't you plant good seed in your field? Then how is it that it has weeds? An enemy has done this, he answered. The servants said to him, Do you want us to go and gather them? But the landowner said, No. Because if you gather the weeds, you'll pull up the wheat along with them. Let them grow side by side until the harvest. And at harvest time, I'll say to the harvesters, first gather the weeds and tie them together in bundles to be burned. But bring the wheat into my barn. Now we can look at this scripture in a couple of different ways. First, let's, let's look at it in the context of what the words say. An enemy came and planted weeds in with the farmer's crop. In today's world, y'all would just use Roundup or some kind of something to put on it and kill the weeds, right? Of course, when I was a teen, I did some roguing in the bean fields, so I understand that part of it, too. But in the old days, in the days of Jesus, when weeds would come up in the crops, workers would go out and pull the weeds by hand. In our home gardens, in our flower beds, there will be weeds that can grow and sprout up overnight, right? Now most people, obviously not me, would go out and pull, in some cases, dig out those weeds from the garden. I can remember my grandma Rose going out to her garden with this hoe and she would go row by row with that hoe, overturning the dirt and removing the weeds. But there was always a chance that the roots of those weeds would be intertwined with the roots of the plant, making it impossible to pull it and remove the weed without damaging the plant. So in our scripture, when the servants come and tell the landowner of the weeds and ask if they should go and pull them, the landowner tells them to wait until time of harvest so that the plants would not be pulled out with the weeds. In other words, the good and bad must grow side by side until the time of harvest. Now let's think about that for a moment. Have you ever heard the saying, sometimes you have to take the good with the bad? And really wondered what it meant? Well, the entire saying says this. You have to take the good with the bad, smile with the sad, 
Love what you got and remember what you had. Always forgive, but never forget. Learn from your mistakes, but never regret. People change. Things go wrong. But just remember, life goes on. In other words, there will always be a negative and a positive aspect to everything we face in this life. Bad things happen every day, and so do good things. Sometimes we have to accept negative consequences to achieve something positive. And sometimes it, may, it might feel like it is just one bad thing after another after another. But eventually, you can get something good out of what happened. We cannot always separate the good from the bad. It's impossible to always have everything turn out good in life and never have anything bad, right? Sometimes we have to try over and over and over again to get the results that we want, knowing that it is going to be the results that God wants. But if we never have anything bad happen in our lives, we would never appreciate the good. But the second way of looking at this scripture is by going back to the Bible and looking at the second part of this scripture that is found in verses 36 to 43, which reads, Jesus left the crowds and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. Jesus replied, The one who plants the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seeds are the followers of the kingdom. The weeds are the followers of the evil one. The enemy who planted them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the present age. The harvesters are the angels. Just as people gather weeds and burn them in the fire, so will it be at the end of the present age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that cause people to fall away or people who sin. He will throw them into a burning furnace. People there will be weeping and grinding their teeth. When the righteous, or then the righteous will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom. Those who have ears should hear. So with Jesus' explanation of what he meant in this parable, we need to look at this in a different way. What we really have here is a mixture of the kingdom and the final separation of all people into two different classes, good and evil. This parable presents the problem of evil not only in this world, but in everything. Everything that we face within this world. It's found in our everyday lives, in all forms of the government, in the home, and yes, 
It can even be found in the church. No matter how we may legislate or try to separate, seeds of corruption seem to find soil to grow in with the good seeds. With that explanation from Jesus, we can expand on what we already understood. We already know there are two sowers, two different kinds of seeds, and two harvests, one of the good, one of the good and one of the bad. We know that soil has to be good soil because both seeds are able to grow and thrive. The world is a field in which we cannot deny that there is both good and evil growing together. And the bad thing is that we cannot always discern the difference. The first sower, the landowner, stands for all who proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, the word of God. In this parable, Jesus is that sower. And as creator, he made us in his own image and planted holy principles and aspirations in each one of us. The other sower is referred to as an enemy and then as the devil. I think we all know that Satan has a way of planting seeds of doubts, lies, and deceit. After all, we know, after all, we do know what he did with Adam and Eve. Satan is cunning. And as Jesus explains, we find that this enemy sows his seeds of evil in the field under the cover of darkness. It doesn't only refer to doubt and deceit, but to actual people who choose to follow the way of Satan and the way of the world. Those who work to try to make the rest of us stumble. The seeds of good and evil are apparent in this world. And unfortunately, we don't have to look too hard to see it. We can see the evil and we can also see the good. Sometimes we might have to look a little harder to see the good, but it's there. The two harvests will come at the end of the age. Now, after all, misery does love company. So the main emphasis is that both good and evil will remain in this world, both growing and evolving until the day of the final judgment. Now, Jesus states his angels will be able to tell the difference between the good and the evil and will sort them out accordingly. The time of being sorted by God's angels is described not only here by Jesus, but it can also be found in the book of Revelation, with the evil being thrown into the fiery lake, and the good, the righteous, will shine like the sun in the kingdom within the presence of God. Which of these do you want to be on Judgment Day? So here's an order of the day. As Christians and followers of Christ Jesus, we are to sow good seeds in this world. Seeds of love, kindness, grace, and mercy. Just to name a few. 
We are to work at making this world a better place. To spread the word of God to everyone to the ends of the earth. Just as the kids said earlier, we go for a, go for a hike to spread the word of God. If you want to be one of those that are called righteous at the final judgment, then you have to be saved. You must accept that salvation that Christ offers for you. You must make a decision to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, to wholeheartedly follow in Christ's steps and allow him to work within you and through you to bring about change not only in you, but to bring change in others. What is bad can be made good. All it takes is a little bit of seeds of love, kindness, gentleness, grace, and mercy. Seeds of good and not seeds of evil. Which seeds are you sowing? I hope you're sowing good seeds. Let us pray. Father, there is so much bad in this world. Help us to see the good, to be the good, and to plant good seeds through love, kindness, mercy, and grace. As we spread good seeds, help us to grow closer to you and to one another, seeing the bad and not allowing it to take a hold of us. For we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Again, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you are blessed and that you are a blessing. Go in peace.